this is Heather Bonham, and you are listening to the Learning Coach Podcast, and this is episode 032. Today on episode 32, we're going to talk about sitting for ideas. Before we get started with the podcast, I do want to remind you that it would be super helpful if you would go onto iTunes and leave a rating and or review because that helps more people find out about my podcast. And if you ever need to contact me and I would love to hear your thoughts, your comments, your show suggestions, you can do that by just emailing info at studyskillssurvivalguide.com. And I would like your feedback about today's episode because Today's episode, Sitting for Ideas, is one that talks about creativity. And everybody will probably approach this in unique and different ways. So I'd love to hear how you sit for ideas. So what does that mean? Sitting for ideas. What am I even talking about? Well, the first time that I ever heard about sitting for ideas, it was through Dan Miller's 48 Days podcast. And he talked about some famous creative inventors and people who would spend a lot of their time, even though they were super busy people, but they would spend time sitting for ideas, getting ideas. And he talked about Thomas Edison and how Thomas Edison would go fishing um, in the morning, but he wouldn't use any bait. So he would go fishing, but he would just watch the bobber and watch the water and not actually try to catch anything, but it was a time to clear his head. And I just, I was fascinated by that concept. And I thought, wow, sitting for ideas. I did a little bit of research on that. And it's been quite some time since I first heard of this idea. But just recently I did some research because I realized that I had this super long commute the last three years. And now my commute is a lot shorter and it's so much better for my life. But the only thing I miss is that once in a while when I was feeling creative or I had something to work through in my head, once in a while I was thankful for that long commute. And the reason was that it was uninterrupted time. It was time that I could not be doing anything else. Like when you're driving and concentrating, You can't also be cooking dinner or shopping. You know, you have to do that one thing. So all of that time that I had in the car, which was frequently three plus hours a day on work days, um, round trip, I would do things like listen to podcasts. I would pray. I would listen to audio books. And so I was really making some good use of that time. And sometimes I would just turn the radio off and have silence, just the noise of the road. And it really was good thinking time. And as a busy working mom and wife, I didn't have a lot of thinking time. Now, I would not trade that time for anything, but I would not trade what I have now. I'm so glad that I have a much better commute. It's a lot better for my life. But Sometimes I still need thinking time, sitting for ideas, time to be creative, to think about solutions to getting more things done, think about what my goals are for next year, you know, think about work, um, think about my family and things that we want to do. And so it's crucial for all of us to have that time. And I'm really interested in, and maybe someday this will even turn into a book, 
I'm really interested in how other people find time to sit for ideas. For some people, it's while they golf or while they jog. And for me, I like to go and sit in my hammock. That's a huge one for me. It's very relaxing. And also, I do like to go hiking or walking on the walking trail. And again, when I compare all these different ways of sitting for ideas, one of the things that I notice is that it's time when people are partly engaged in a task, but that task lets them still think about other things. So when driving, of course, you're focusing on driving, but when I was on a long road and didn't have to make any turns for a long time and the speed would stay the same, I'd have to pay attention to traffic, but I didn't really have to think about where to turn or how to get home. Those became automatic and there were was a very long stretch of road where I didn't turn. And so, of course, paying attention to the other cars, but I still had time to think. And Thomas Edison, while fishing, had time to think. While he was kind of busy doing something, um, but it is the same with running or jogging or playing golf or any of those activities. Um, gardening, I know, is a big one for a lot of people. When people have something that keeps them busy, but yet they still have this time to think and be creative. And I thought, well, where does this idea come from? And I vaguely knew that it had something to do with like self-help or productivity. And I found the earliest mention that I found of thinking um, and sitting, sorry, sitting for ideas came from the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I don't know that I've ever sat and read that whole book straight through, but I've definitely read parts of it. And I've probably listened to the audiobook um, at times. And it's interesting. So he talks in there. I hope you can't hear my dog barking in the background. That's distracting to me. But he talks in there, Napoleon Hill talks about an inventor and scientist named Elmer R. Gates. Now, this man was born in 1859. So we're talking somebody who was born way over 150 years ago. But it's interesting, all of the things that Elmer Gates invented. So in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, he talks about Elmer Gates and his inventions and interviewing this man who would sit and think for ideas. And his secretary reported that sometimes he would do this between one and three hours. Now, his process was a little different. Instead of doing something else, he would sit in a quiet, soundproof room, and all he would have in that room would be a, a pen and, and paper and a table and a chair, and he would sit there and concentrate very hard on whatever problem it was he was trying to solve or whatever thing he was trying to figure out. And he would think, and then he would write down his thoughts. And he would do that for an intense, focused session, as I said, of one to three hours. Now, that was his process. That's not necessarily my process, but that's kind of where this thinking for ideas came from because Napoleon Hill then wrote about it in Think and Grow Rich. But I looked up Elmer Gates and I thought, well, who was this guy? And I don't even know the name. What did he even invent? Because we know what Edison invented. 
And we know Edison was really good friends um, with Ford. And so they were best friends and they, I'm sure, talked about all their different inventions and all of their things. But I thought, Elmer Gates, what did this man invent? Well, first of all, um, Andrew Carnegie introduced Napoleon Hill to Dr. Gates. Now, just think about, again, all of these people who had connections with each other. These people maybe weren't friends, although uh, Ford and Edison were, were very good friends, it's, they, they say. But these people elevated each other because they spoke with each other. They gave each other ideas and suggestions. And it's interesting when you look at how much was done back during that time of extreme amounts of innovation and invention. And, and we're going through that again. It goes in cycles. But Dr. Elmer R. Gates was, he considered himself a psychologist, um, but in history, they really say he was a, an inventor. So some of the things he invented include the foam fire extinguisher, the improved electric iron, a climate controlling air conditioner, and an educational toy called Box and Blocks. Now, box and blocks, I looked up a picture of this thing because, again, this is super old, but it's super cute, and I just keep using the word super, I guess, but box and blocks, it's a wooden box, and it has shapes carved into it that are holes, and you put the blocks that match into the box, and it teaches babies how to match, and it teaches them motor skills, and it also teaches them the idea of object permanence, that something goes into the box, and even though you can't see it anymore because now it's in the box, it's still there. And when you open the door on the side of the box, you can take that block back out, and it's still there. We don't play with that particular toy anymore, but for lots of years from the time I was little, I remember this Tupperware toy. It's called the Shape-O toy, and it's very similar but the kind of more modern version of Dr. Gates' invention. So the Tupperware toy, you've all seen it, I'm sure, but it's red on one side, blue on the other side. It looks like a big plastic ball, and it has cutouts for all the shapes. And then inside, you can open it up, but the yellow shapes fall out, and then the baby pushes or the toddler pushes the shapes in through the correct openings. Same thing, and that original concept was from Dr. Elmer Gates. So that was interesting to me. The guy invented all these things, and he was known for sitting for ideas, long periods of time. He would sit and he would think up things that he wanted to work on. Some other stuff, I'm just kind of reading from the website that's dedicated to him and his memory, um, productive in the fields of x-ray, alloy casting, electrically operated looms, magnetic separation devices for mining, he also had instruments for developing muscular skill. He created indoor replications of weather systems. And this is interesting to me. In the late 1800s, he invented an electronic music synthesizer. So we think about electronic synthesized music being really popular in the 1980s. Well, somewhere around 100 years before that, this man invented an electronic music synthesizer. He invented all kinds of stuff. Uh, now, today it would be controversial. He used shock on animals in the lab. And so today people would be horrified probably or upset by some of that. Um, he tested on it, guinea pigs, rabbits, and dogs. And, you know, we have a little different view of those things now. 
but at that time, that's how research was done. So all of that to say, I think we all need a way to sit for ideas. And I encourage you this week to think about your creativity. And if you're super busy, and we all are, when and how are you finding time for that? Is it a morning walk? Is it during a devotional and prayer time that you're also sitting um, and devoting some time to your creativity and to, to your inner process? Is it during exercise or sports? But maybe it's during the commute like mine was. Um, but I think it has to be something that's solitary. I think it has to be time when you can tune out a lot of what's going on and focus your thoughts. And I know some people keep a uh, bedtime, like a sleep journal. I don't do that, but I have heard of people writing down some problems that they want to work out or some things like they maybe say, uh, what are my goals for 2019? Or how do I deal with this big upcoming project at my job? Or uh, if you're going back to school, how do I need to best prepare for final exams? Or how do I need to write this, this paper in my master's class? People will write those things down. And then as they're falling asleep, they're thinking about it. And as they're waking up, they're thinking about it. And they write down their, their ideas. That's an interesting technique. The other thing about Thomas Edison, and Dan Miller talks about this, and I've heard a lot of different versions of it, but that Thomas Edison took a lot of naps. He didn't sleep a lot at night, but he would take naps throughout the day because he felt that it really enhanced his creativity and his problem-solving skills. And one thing he would do is hold some type of a metal ball in his hands. I've also heard that he held keys and hold them over a metal bucket. And either in a chair or lying down, as he would start to fall asleep, eventually he would drop the object into the bucket. It would make a noise. It would pull him back into full awareness. And we all know that kind of stage where you're half asleep and you are more creative. Um, it would pull him back into full awareness and then he would get a lot of ideas. And that would help him to invent and to problem solve because inventing really is problem solving in a lot of ways. But I think for us in today's modern world, it may not be invention, but it certainly may be problem solving and thinking creatively and trying to think how to get all of these things done that we want to get done. And we need to set aside some focus time and have the intention and the purpose to think and not necessarily let it be accidental. So when I would turn that radio off in the car, and I didn't do it all the time, a lot of times I was consuming content, but that bit of quiet time now and again really gave me a signal that it was time to think. And I like that. And I think that I have to cultivate time to do that in my new schedule. But as I said, I am doing that with sometimes going out sitting in the hammock, although the snow will be coming soon, so that won't be happening outdoors. But, um, but there are definitely ways to do it. And this whole concept of sitting for ideas kind of fascinates me. So I would love to hear how you get your ideas when you problem solve. Do you do it intentionally? Um, 
do you sleep on it and then kind of wake up with some answers the next morning? Um, going way back to my first or second episode, I talked about HALT, H-A-L-T, and how it's difficult for us to think well and to study well and to focus when we are H-A-L or T, which is hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And so sometimes first thing in the morning is really a good time to be creative and to focus your energy because at night or after a long day, you can get hungry, angry, or at least frustrated, um, lonely, or tired. And so that's not a good time to be creative if you're feeling those things. Now, later in the evening, that after dinner walk, especially when it stays light out longer and has better weather during part of the year, that could be a really good time for you. But I would love to hear your thoughts. I'd love your feedback. I would like to know when you sit for ideas, how that works for you and how you think that improves your creativity. So as we're in the middle of November now, I really want to encourage you to start thinking about 2019. I know I've mentioned that in the past couple of podcasts because I think we're getting to that time of year. And even if you're super busy and you have a million things going on, and a lot of us do, taking time for creativity is important. And if all these people from Dan Miller to Henry Ford and Thomas Edison and Uh, Dale Carnegie and the list goes on and Napoleon Hill and, 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 right? Um, But back all the way to Elmer Gates. These people were busy and they did a lot. They were very productive, but they took time to focus their thoughts and to think about solutions. And instead of living in a reactive mode all the time, they were proactive and They sought answers to their questions. You know, certainly I believe we should do that through prayer as well and through the the scripts and through the word of God. Absolutely. But I also think we were given our minds and our creativity in order to think and in order to problem solve and come up with solutions and ideas. So I really encourage you to do that. And um, that's really it for this week. So This was a little bit of a longer episode, but we're still under 20 minutes and that's always my goal. And I hope you have a great week. I hope you find some time to sit for ideas and come up with things that will work for you into 2019. Have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.